Greetings. Thank you again for tuning in to Whispit by Angela. Whispit abbreviated stands for Women and Wisdom in Socially Powerful and Interesting Times. Whispit is designed for the purpose of giving personal life lessons, experiences, achievements, and wisps of wisdom. Whispit is not a medical forum, but more of an encapsulation of the experiences and words of wisdom of many people. Although this podcast is designed by a woman, it is not limited simply to women. And it is my goal and hope that anyone and everyone who tunes in will be enriched, edified, and spiritually touched to move beyond the challenges of this life and rise from the ashes of this limited existence to a higher elevation of thinking and creativity. Today's episode is very different. And with so much going on universally, peace and justice are themes that are constantly resonating at the core of everyday living. And I want my listening audience to know that just because I am a physician, I'm not immune to the same concerns in life and feelings that radiate and burn through the core of us all at some time or another. The most pressing theme I would like to speak on today is justice. Therefore, I have entitled this next episode, Justice for All, or Is It? Well, Webster's Dictionary defines justice as the maintenance or administration of what is just, especially by the impartial adjustment of conflicting claims or the assignment of merited rewards or punishment. More simply put, it is the quality of being just, righteous, equitable, or morally right. And I thought this last description of being morally right was interesting. And that is because a person with dysfunctional thinking may justify what they believe is morally right within their own eyes, but may not deliver justice to anything, anyone, or any circumstance that deviates from their way of thinking, living, or existing. So in saying all of that, does justice really exist for everyone equally? Well, I'll let you be the judge. And it is my hope that you have an opinion before listening to this episode today, but I am more curious how you will feel or if your definition or belief will change after listening to this episode. There are no right or wrong answers when it comes to your opinion. After all, your opinion is your opinion. However, if your opinion moves into the territory of another to bring about hurt, harm, or danger, then we have a different issue. And that is where I think America and the world has gone astray. You see, in my opinion, justice is not the same for everyone. 
No matter how much I want to believe that it is, it is not. Whether you are black or white, of another race or origin, male or female, of a different gender, justice is not the same for everyone. I grew up with the same basic theory as I am sure that most of you have. And that is that if you work hard and apply yourself and maybe go to college, that somehow it would ensure a successful life. Well, in some part, that may be true. However, in these times, old tools and ways of thinking are being challenged against a new philosophy. And in a time long gone, I don't know why I ever assumed that people in power and politics and in control of countries and companies and those who make decisions that could affect countless numbers of people would be soundly educated or wise. However, having education or lacking it doesn't necessarily equate to wisdom. And there is such a thing as an educated fool. And I see more and more of that each and every day. I'm not saying that if you don't go to college or get a college degree or some higher level of education, that it is a must in order to further your life to a higher level. Not at all. Education is not the magic cure-all. Because some of the wisest people I have ever known have had the least amount of education. And my grandmother would have been one of those people with only a sixth grade education. But somehow, those who may have lacked in education tried to excel in the area of wisdom that could be passed on to the generations coming behind them. The key is to gain knowledge. Then ask God for understanding that will implant wisdom. Well, not anymore. It appears that what we're dealing with these days is selfish greed. With a focus totally on monetary gain and what's in it for me. Simply put, People without a care in the world about whom they affect. People like this don't even care about justice. They care only about their self-interest. And while you may have decided in your life to go in a positive direction towards a greater goal, there is a counterforce that is working and all we have to do is simply turn on the TV to watch the news and see that. But as my podcast introduction states, Whispered by Angela is designed for the purpose of giving life lessons and experiences, and today is no different. So I want you to sit back and relax your mind. Well, I begin telling you two very true stories 
of personal experiences in the realm of greed and selfish gain that happened to me on February 17th and February 23rd, 2022. So let's begin. In a fair and impartial world, justice would be the same for everyone. But in my opinion, justice exists only with God in heaven, not here on earth. Your justice or injustice may occur because of your race, nationality, religion, gender, or beliefs. And although I no longer believe in my heart that justice is the same for everyone, I am convinced that the way to fight injustice and untruth in this world is with the strength of togetherness, pushing forward for a greater good and cause. In other words, with what justice and truth were meant to theoretically represent. In other words, don't become a part of the problem become a part of the solution. Be willing to stand in the gap to defend or help others who are not or may not be able to help or defend themselves. Sometimes the injustice of the world makes it hard for people to press towards a higher mark when they are angry or in emotional or physical pain. But in our human response to anger and frustration, or a combination of the two, people often retaliate first without thinking. And that is what your enemy wants you to do. Instead, take the higher road. Outthink your enemy. For your mind typically will last far beyond your physical body's capability. Take all of those feelings of anger and frustration and turn them into a positive outcome. So here goes with my first example. On February 17, 2022, my office began receiving calls from some of my long-term patients stating that I, as their physician, would not be participating as a provider of this particular insurance plan. And at first, we thought that maybe someone may have sent the patients some scam mail. And that is until a multitude of calls began coming in. So I called the insurance company that the patient spoke of and I spoke with someone in the credentialing department and they stated that the information was not true because they could still see that I was on record as a participating provider since 1991. So I told the representative that I concurred with what was being said, but the fact remained that the patient's stated that they had received letters verifying 
that I would not be a provider. So now I'm confused because I hadn't received that letter. And it was hard to believe that something like this was occurring because I certainly did not initiate this change. But when I looked at a few copies of the letters, they all had one thing in common. And that was the signature of the VP of Healthcare Networks of this particular insurance plan. So let me back up just a little bit to enlighten you a little further about this situation. In June of 2021, I began receiving letters from this insurance company stating that it was time for me to recertify with my credentials. But I had already done that nine months prior. And normally, recertification is only done every three years. Now, I have been a provider with this particular insurance company for over 30 years. So I made some necessary phone calls and I spoke with several managers and administrators and representatives and verified with them that something was definitely wrong on their end because I had a copy of my documents that had already been authorized and received and confirmed as being received by them in May of 2020. So my next recertification would not have been due until May of 2023. Well, I thought that after speaking with several of the representatives, that this matter would be taken care of as I was assured that it would be wrong. Then comes the straw that breaks the camel's back. The situation was not only not taken care of, but now I am receiving a call from the administrative office stating that I had not recertified since 2016. Then another department said, oh no, it was since 2019. Now wait a minute. Every single time the story begins to change until finally in August of 2021, I receive a call from one of their VPs of Healthcare Network. And so in that conversation, I was posed the question of why I had not re-signed the exact same documents and sent them over nine months after I had already completed the exact same documents. Although the contract clearly states that recertification only occurs every three years. 
And my answer was still the same. And ironically, the conversation began to feel much like a child that just keeps asking you the same question over and over and over again, hoping that somehow your answer is going to change. Well, it didn't. So now let's, let's move on. So now this VP then insults me by saying that I should consider it fortunate that the insurance plan allows me to be a provider. Really? Without a blemish on my record after 30 years? Really? And so I then said, I have been a physician over 30 years, sir, and I have never experienced anything quite like this. And that is when the sir now admits that he's an MD too. Wonders never cease. So after insulting me, I wasn't sure if he's trying to build a relationship or tear it down. I think it would be the latter. So I think he may have missed all of the professional meetings that most people go to that talk about the importance of building relationships. Well, now I'm angry and it gets better, but I hold my peace. And I said, unless you can give me some justifiable cause of this craziness and why I am being targeted, then I'm going to report it. So now Doc tells me that, oh, you're not being targeted. You weren't the only physician, but about 200 or 300 others were uh, involved as well. And um, let me first start and back up by um, apologizing. I did not mean to um, deliver the uh, point in the way that you took it. It's just that our insurance plan happened to miss an internal audit of records on their end during the year of 2019 because of COVID or whatever. And if you would kindly just redo the doc the documents, excuse me, and sign them, it would help improve our scores. And if you would also do this, then we will move your recredentialing process out to 2024. Really? On a recorded line, you're saying all of this. Hmm. The interesting thing is, this VP divulges that uh, he was an emergency room physician and that he knew the doctor across the street from me. And I don't know how all of that was pertinent. Maybe he's just trying to make small conversation, but essentially he had already ruined it for me uh, when he stated that they allowed me. Yes. So then I began to question the legality of what he was asking me to do because I could not figure out how signing documents in 2021 was going to help what had already passed in 2019. And now because of 
the lack of transparency on the front end from the very beginning and the fact that throughout this entire period, they were trying to make me feel as though I was negligent. I wasn't having it. So then he asked, he said, well, uh, since you won't do that, if, if we can just get a copy of your updated licenses. I said, aren't they already on file? My DEA license doesn't expire until 2023. But if you need copies of those, I don't necessarily have a problem with sending those. Well, now let's move forward. Unfortunately for the VP, he was not aware that after that call, I did file the complaint with the accreditation entity on August the 5th of 2021. And ironically, the case was forwarded by the accreditation entity, according to what I was told, to their investigator of integrity in October of 2021. You see, like a spoiled child, the more you give in to dysfunctional behavior, the more normal the child will think the behavior is until they no longer seem to feel that what they're doing is wrong. So how do you respond in rebuttal to the truth? A wise man or woman accepts the truth and learns from the situation, but only a foolish person is doomed to repeat his or her mistake even to the point of their own detriment. And the worst part of all of this for me was knowing that a physician could lower themselves to this level. So now let's get back to the letters that the patients received. Hopefully you've drawn the conclusion that the signature, which was the common point of all the letters, you guessed it, was signed by this VP. So in the summer between June and August, all of this other nonsensical stuff was occurring. And now six months later, my patients received letters dated February 10th, 2022, stating that I would no longer be a provider as of March 21st, 2022. Oh, and by the way, I never received one of these letters. So thankfully, the patients didn't believe the letters and they questioned the validity as well. So needless to say, after contacting the credentialing department and the credentialing department clashing with the health network portion, well, I guess two worlds in an insurance company clashed. And I'm very thankful that the provider representative and some of the other managers took care of this situation within a 24-hour period and also stated that they would notify the customer service area so that the patients would receive updated information as well as receiving personal redacted letters correcting this misinformation. 
But let me also put another point here. The same people that are now correcting this were also some of the same names from the original mishap. No one listened or seemed to care until this sore of an issue turned into an abscess that was brought into the light. So let's move on to my second example. And I'll be very brief. This one has to deal with my local utility company that has received COVID relief money directly from the power distributor. Well, they haven't passed it on to any of the local citizens, to my knowledge, because all the people I ask haven't received a credit on their bill. So the way that I found this out was, first of all, after the frustration of extremely high utility bills that customers complain about year after year after year. And we are told the exact same thing over and over. Maybe it's where you set your thermostat. Maybe your HVAC doesn't work quite right. Yeah. Well, maybe the part you miss telling the citizens was that you have received pandemic relief money. And I thought the whole purpose was to be able to pass some of that on to hopefully offset some of the high costs of everything that was going on during COVID-19. Well, what I happened to do was that in order to gain better understanding of the high utility bills, I completed a public request form and asked for a breakdown of the major expenses so that I can see what was occurring that could possibly justify these high costs. And so I asked for that from the major power distributor that would send the invoice to the local utility company. Well, the local council that is C-O-U-N-S-E-L, which is the attorney, stated also in writing that um, the only reason that page one of the invoices would be provided um, is because I would need a court order or a subpoena in order to obtain further detailed information. Well, that was a, a lie because according to law in this state, any public entity, a citizen, can request that information. So I also requested to appear before the Electric Utility Board with my concerns. And I appeared with their approval on February the 23rd of 2022. And during that meeting, I also brought up the point that their attorney had given me this misinformation. But don't worry, five days after the meeting, I received an email from the attorney of the utility company that stated that they would be happy to supply me with those invoices in detail. Well, at that point, I don't think I really needed them because the pages of the fiscal year period that I asked for, which was in 2020, the latter part of 2020, moving to 2021, or approximately uh, 10 to 11 months, revealed that the utility company had received $8.3 million of pandemic relief credit. Hmm. 
I guess we must have all missed that memo. So let me back up just a little bit about this situation because I have been watching the activity of our local utility company for quite some time. In 2020, September of 2020 to be exact, I appeared before city council after meeting with my local councilman and the president of city council because there was a rumor about the possibility of a merger of all three departments of gas, water, and electric because the present corporate documents have them as separate entities where the funds cannot mingle. Well, my councilman, as well as the president of city council, confirmed that the rumor was true. However, the utility company is actually owned by the citizens of this city, which means that before any type of merger like this would occur, it needed to be presented as public notice to the citizens, but it had not. Therefore, I appeared in city council prior to the introduction of this possibility as an ordinance that could have been accepted and approved. Because our utility company brings in over three quarters of a billion dollars of taxpayer money every year, according to their fiscal year budget report. Well, had this merger occurred, it could have paved the way for the presentation of new corporate documents, which could move them above the level of public questioning and also remove the present requirement of approval of anything over $25,000 having to be approved by the city council first. But that wasn't stopping them. Well, it didn't happen, not on my watch. And this same utility company has also made a nonsensical purchase of a $100 million water treatment plant in another city and county within this state. And there hasn't even been a water shortage. So our city council appears to simply give them an open checkbook because they don't think that anybody's watching. Even more amazing is that the utility company has not pre presented general expenses to the city council for quite some time. And city council doesn't even ask for them before approving budgetary requests. Hmm. The key is to bring it to the light. Bring it to the right light. You see, our generation might be okay, but what about the generations that come behind? Does anyone even care? Don't wait until catastrophic things happen in front of you. Be proactive. No question is a dumb question, except the one you don't ask.
City councils, big business, and special interest groups will position themselves and pad themselves with politicians that they elect and lobbyists that they pay to move their agendas in the direction that they desire. And that is why every election is so critical, especially the smaller ones. Prosecutors are most often chosen through local elections. And typically they hire other attorneys as deputies or assistants to conduct most of the actual work in their offices. United States attorneys are appointed by the president and confirmed by the Senate. So voting is critical. And you see, I realize that America is one of the greatest countries in the world, but that does not mean that we don't have our flaws. Waste and greed seem to be the themes. And the more you read and the more you understand, you start to quickly realize that some laws are not made necessarily for justice, but for the protection of some and not others. Do your homework. Be super vigilant. Watch the flow of money in your community. Always, always follow the money. Get your neighbors and friends involved. You see, the distraction is always keeping you too busy to notice the little things until it's too late. Don't let it be too late. Justice is theoretically designed for all, not just some. You want justice? Then you have to make it happen. And you may have heard of the concept of the third eye, well, in spiritual terms, it often symbolizes a state of enlightenment. So the key here is to become enlightened. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. This preamble is a call to action not observation. So again, I thank you for tuning in to WISPIT. WISPIT by Angela abbreviated stands for Women and Wisdom in Socially Powerful and Interesting Times. Please feel free to follow me on Instagram at ARWISPIT, that is A-R-W-I-S-P-I-T, or on most podcast forums. Apple, Spotify, Google, Verbal, etc. Again, thank you.